Okay, we're back. Yeah, it took a little while. Um, let's see, I officially turned 40 and we took a week off for that so I could go on a vacation that I desperately needed. Um, it was awesome. It was amazing. Uh, my girlfriend's the most incredible woman in the world who kind of did something that I didn't realize how badly I needed and, until we did it. Um, so that was great. Uh, I turned 40 and then I decided to kick off 40 with the flu. So uh, I've kind of fought through that now. You can probably still hear a little in my voice, but we're good to record again uh, instead of me hacking up a lung constantly on microphone, which would have been weird. So we're back. And because we're back, you're hearing this. It's Sunday morning when I'm recording. You're going to hear this Monday morning or later. And then we're going to release again on Thursday. So we're going to do a double episode week this week. And, and wrap up our section on plot, because we've been talking about writing. We've been talking about how to write fiction and writing stories, and we've delved into plot. And plot is, is really kind of one of the great mysteries of writing for me, because I, I do it differently. I think a lot of great writers do it differently than what you're taught in school. Right? In school, you're taught, hey, you know, uh, plot out, set out your plot, chart it out. Get your rising action, your falling action, your climax, your your introduction, your resolution. Get all that together and then figure it out from there. I've seen some guys who go into film who go super deep into like, you know, super, super deep into um, into just uh, the, the, the Joseph Campbell hero's journey stuff. And, and look, reading Joseph Campbell is awesome. Although I'm going to tell you, if, if you're just starting out as a writer, you probably shouldn't dive deep into Joseph Campbell because your shit's going to sound really clinical. Uh, it is because you're going to be trying to balance. Campbell was a psychologist who tracked folklore and mythology and, and the impacts on the human psyche. And it's really powerful stuff and it's really great to read. But if you're not ready to read it, like if you haven't done this for a little while, it can also really make your fiction less organic and way more clinical as you try to check all the boxes. Um, so I, I have made no secret. I deal with characters first. And if you listen to last episode, and if you haven't, feel free to go back and listen to this whole course. Uh, I start with characters, then I build plot. And I'm not spending as much time this time on, on like the specifics of how to figure out a plot. Because I believe when you get great characters... And you understand a few basic plot rules. Plot happens. I, I think you find great plots if you don't overthink it. Uh, I, I really do. Like I think you know I'm gonna I, I'm I'm gonna put another writer on blast for a minute, and not on blast. He's a brilliant writer, but I, I think he he gets a little too obsessed in his plots, and that's why he can't stick the landing. It, it's true. There's a really really well known horror writer whose name I will not mention because I do not want to get sued who writes brilliantly and then it, I, I just fails, classically fails to stick the landing. The endings are so bad. Um, it, it, just like he's trying to figure out how to wrap it up because he got a little too caught up in everything. So there is definitely some benefit to knowing where you're going to end it. That said, um, let's go ahead and, and talk about our next part. So we talked about show, don't tell. Now I want to talk about the other stuff, the stuff that happens, the subtext, right? See, we, we remember that word from school. We remember subtext, right? You, you read books and passages and short stories in English class, and they made you go in and try to figure out the theme or the subtext, and, and we all hated it. 
And we hate it because on some level, subtext is going to speak differently to different people. So it's really hard to say objectively what's the subtext of this. Somebody's going to read like Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, which they love to do this with, by the way. And one guy's going to read it as one thing and one guy's going to read it as another, right? I mean, that's that's literally any piece of literature. Like, Let me go ahead and pull out easily what I consider the most clean-cut case of literary garbage on the fucking planet, which is Mein Kampf, right? Like, I think Mein Kampf is absolute shit. Hitler wrote a book and it's fucking garbage. Okay, I said it. If you disagree with me, feel free to turn the podcast off now. Um, Hitler wrote a book and it's fucking garbage. It's poorly written, rhetoric, ranting, pedantic, propagandist bullshit. But somebody out there actually likes it. Now, if you're that guy and you're listening to me, you scare me a little bit, but don't worry, I'll be fine. I'm sure I can handle you. Uh, so the, that's the thing, right? Like everybody, a book is going to hit people differently. I viscerally hate that book. Like viscerally hate that book and everything it represents. You probably hear me getting fired up. I wasn't even planning on bringing it up, but it's a great illustration of how I hate something. And other people love it. Uh, the play Night Mother, I hate to a much lesser degree. Oddly enough, plays that I don't like, I don't hate as much as I hate overt fucking racism. Uh, but, but you know, that's that's that example. So subtext can hit people differently is is ultimately the point here. I'm on a roll, guys. Like, I haven't been talking to you for a while, and I'm, I'm kind of going nuts at the mic. So forgive me for this rambling monologue. But that's the idea, right? Like, subtext is going to hit people differently. But here's the thing about subtext. The subtext of your book, of your piece of fiction, of your play, is ultimately going to be rooted in you as a writer finding the things that you care about, the things that you believe in, the, the stuff that motivates you, right? The themes of your work are going to be drawn from things you like things you believe, things that cause you pain, insights you have about the world. And the real, the real pain of working in subtext is, and we're going to touch on this a little next episode too, how to do it without hitting them with a hammer when you talk about it. And how to just bring that subtext forth in an artful and, and kind of creative way instead of just beating them over the head and going, this is what I think, this is what I think, this is what I think. Because at that point, it ceases to be subtext, and it becomes a sermon. So when we get right down to this, this idea that we're working with, I, I think the best way for me to talk to you about subtext is to kind of talk to you about the subtext that I work with on, on my latest writing projects. Now, I've been doing this, like, I'm 40 years old. I've been doing this for a long time. And and granted, I wasn't as good at it when I started, but I consider the entire journey as a writer. I've been doing this a really long time. Um, and, and that subtext has changed over time. So right now, I'm really obsessed on on this interesting idea of, of, of human duality and, and also deception. And, and here's what I mean by that, right? So I worked in sales. And if you want to deal with deception, you go work in sales. Look, I, I don't care if you're upset about it. It's true. If you want to deal in deception, go work in sales, right? I worked with guys that double talked out of yeah, just to every human being ever. I've worked around people that I considered like scum. But they look great. And they're always in the paper for their philanthropic work because they give money. Because, I mean, I guess when you're like Satan, you should do something good. 
you know, the, that's the thing, right? They're always smiling. I'm talking about people that I've been around at networking events who talk about connection. We build connection. And these are the same people who sat next to me when I was in a suicidal depression and could have known nothing. I mean, I looked like garbage. People who just vaguely cared about me were like, are you okay? But these guys literally blissfully walk through a world because we connect. We don't connect, right? I'm talking about your prosperity gospel Christians who say that if you do everything God told you to do, then suddenly God will give you all the rewards. And if God did something bad to you, then you must inherently be a bad person. Right? I'm talking about like gurus and coaches that I've dealt with who claim to have the keys to your success but don't have two nickels to rub together. People that will tell you they can guarantee your success in any endeavor and field, but they're living on massive quantities of debt in a fake life just set up in front of you, right? And at the same time, working at a bookstore in an area in Charleston where we see a lot of homeless traffic and seeing dudes with tattoos and guys who have nothing, who just might be the most genuine human beings you're ever going to meet. Because there's nothing to hide behind. There's nothing there. So, so like, you can hear me get fired up. This is something I think about a lot, right? Like, I have guys with tattoos who've been to prison, like felons that I know, who are kind, caring, gentle, compassionate human beings who would literally wake up in the middle of the night to do anything for anybody. And then I know they're, they're like, outside other world compatriots who are in, like, sport coats and all, who, if you're not giving them money, wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire but would tell everyone that they would. That That is mind-boggling to me. So that's what the subtext of a lot of my stories are. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's a liar. Doesn't mean everybody's bad. But it does guide how I explore, right? I don't write stories about young lovers who've met just trying to get through the day-to-day -day of having a child. Like, that's not what I write. That doesn't mean that's not a worthwhile story. I just don't write it, right? My characters, some of them are slimeball salespeople who, who, like, I literally am writing a character right now whose massive character trait is the fact that his consummate greed outweighs any vague notion of a moral code. Um, and and that's, that's what I'm writing about, and it fits in with this kind of subtext that I have about, like, knowing the true nature of humanity and us getting away from image and appearance in American society, which is big. Guys, I was born in 1980, right? Like, I was born in 1980. In 1984, Reagan, like, finally says the words AIDS when it's been happening forever, and, you know, finally we start going, okay, maybe it wasn't gay cancer because, you know, now the religion thing is going, oh, that was bad. Like, I live in America, Jack, where we had a president point to a school shooting the same day he bombed a hospital on bad intelligence, right? And didn't mention a word about that one, by the way. Like, I live in, in a country where we are full of, of deceit. And, and I worked in an area in commission sales where some people are good. I don't want to cast all commission salespeople as bastards because there are a lot of good ones. But there are some really joyous examples of the dark side of humanity in that field. Right? Some coaches are great and they genuinely want to help people. Some of them are in it for cash. It's amazing to me. So that's, that's, that's what I'm saying, right? So where does my subtext come from? This. This passion, this viscera, this thing you hear me getting fired up. Like it's Sunday morning and I'm delivering you the sermon about how everybody's full of shit. It's the full of shit Sunday sermon. Um, 
But that's the point. The, the point that I'm getting at, the reason I went into that with you all, is to show you that, that the life experiences and my perception of the world and the things that I see and the things that have shaped me go into forming a, a part of my personal identity and something that my writing mind is fascinated with. And so those are the stories I tell. And by acknowledging what's led me there, right? By acknowledging that I'm influenced by like 80s horror movies and, and you know, like the works of Charles Bukowski and Hunter S. Thompson and these things, by acknowledging that, I can start to, to deal with subtext, Right now I can start to, I don't have to write it down. I don't have to Joseph Campbell this thing. I saw a documentary about a guy who made a movie who's got the Joseph Campbell plot like strung out on his wall and it's in note cards. And, and to me, it's just like horrific to watch. I don't need to go that far because I know what's guiding me as a writer. See, when you're a writer, you are going to get uncomfortable because you are taking the shit that's inside you and putting it out. Look, the fortunate part is a lot of the people that, that I just mentioned vaguely by their acts, who probably aren't listening to this anyway, if they get pissed at me, oh well, they're probably already pissed at me. It doesn't really matter, right? Like, that's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that what you need to do as a writer is dive deep and figure out what those themes are. And those can be anything, guys. You don't have to be combative like me. Don't feel bad if you go over and you go, well, Matt, I'm not really at war with anybody like you are. I mean, I'm clearly ready to march out with the cannons. But, like, you know, I'm not I'm not really there, Matt. But I, I talk a lot about, you know, loss. Loss was really big in my life. And great, talk about loss. You know, I'm trying to find my way in the world, and that's a big thing. Cool, write about that. Now, don't beat them over the head with it, right? Like, I don't walk into my books and say, everyone's a piece of shit, right? There's there's layers to it. There's characters that come in and go out and things that happen and things that are said. And they get to this overarching theme of exploration that I'm in. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I have to beat them over the head with it and say, hey, if you're this, you lie and you're a bad person. That's not it at all. I have my feelings on it, but I take those feelings and I use those to craft art, to craft writing. And that's what you need to be doing, right? When you're going to tell a story, it's so easy and it happens all the time, right? Like you know, there are books left and right. The young adult genre is full of them that just slap you in the face with their theme, like constantly beat you over the head with what they're about. You don't need to, like, you really don't just, just write what you want to write. Okay. Write what you want to write, write what you care about. That's really the secret to subtext, right? The secret to the subtext of your, of your writing is to know that there are things you care about and there are views you have on the world and there are things that you want to explore and then being honest enough to go explore them. That's how you create subtext, trying to write it down and figure out and, and, and insert plot like, you know, like you're cleaning your room and I'm going to stick this stop, this sock over in this part of the closet. Mom will never see it. Mom always found that sock in the corner of your closet. Like you, you stuck all the toys under your bed and went up. Oh, I cleaned it. You didn't because eventually you wanted to go get those toys back out and you dug into your bed and you pulled everything out. Right. And it was a big mess again. Don't try to be too clever. Just explore what you want to explore. Look, if you're being honest with your identity as a writer, this should be happening naturally anyway. There's the secret to subtext. It happens naturally. It just shows up. If you care about something, like if something really impacted you, then it's going to make its way in if you're allowing yourself to be open. But you have to be uncomfortable in your openness. If you're too comfortable, you're probably hiding it all. 
So that's it. That's how you get subtext of a plot, guys. Just just write what you care about. I know it's it's insanity because I should theoretically have some chart and some way to break this down. But I'm telling you, the net the, the way to do it is to just know what you care about. And keep that in your mind and in your heart when you write and explore those things, and, and it'll show up. So I guess my ultimate advice on, on subtext is don't overthink it. Just kind of write about what you care about. It, it'll come through. If you really care about it and you really think it's worth talking about, then it'll come through. So what's the assignment this week, huh? It's pretty simple. I just want you to sit down and, and, and just freehand write down what you care about. You heard me talk about what I'm exploring lately. This concept of like the, the outward appearance of people versus the inward appearance of people and how we treat each other and how we use language to deceive. And I, I mean, I could go on for hours. There's a lot of complexity to it. And there's pages in journals written down about it. And honestly, some of the podcast episodes here are probably explorations of it too. So... Take a minute and sit down and just just write. Just think. What do you believe in? What do you care about? Kind of maybe write a manifesto. I don't know. It doesn't have to go that far, but you definitely need to start thinking about what you care about and what your influences are and where you're going uh, because that's going to be your subtext. That's subtext. It's what it is. So sit down and, and tell me what you care about. More importantly, tell yourself what you care about. Get it out there and put it on paper so you're not just hiding it. Start getting comfortable with the discomfort of putting your real thoughts and feelings out into the world because we don't like them, right? Like, we don't like them. Um, and, and you're just going to deal with that. So get that out. Put it out on paper. Do that. That'll help with subtext. Next time, we're going to talk about avoiding the hand of the writer and how not to beat your audience into submission, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm serious. That's exactly what we're going to talk about. So thank you, everybody. I'm really happy to be back. Like I said, this is this episode, you should be hearing it on Monday or whenever you picked it up. It's downloading on Monday. Uh, and then Thursday, we'll have the episode back again and we'll finish up this plot and we'll be caught up and we'll be moving forward. So I'm glad to be back. Uh, thank you for all the birthday wishes and support and everything else. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. So get out there, write down what you care about, put it out there. Be uncomfortable enough to be honest about what you think. Because then you can write work that'll just be powerful. And that's really what we want to do, right? We want to write things that'll that'll convey beauty or, or show style or be just powerful. We want to make change through words. That's why we all wanted to be a writer. Deep down, that's really what it's about. Maybe. Some of you wanted to be famous. How's that working out for you? Some of you wanted to be rich. It's probably not working out for you either. All right, go learn, talk about what you care about. It's Sunday for me, so I'm going to go enjoy the rest of this day. Uh, this is Confessions of a Working Writer, and I will talk to you again Thursday.